Welcome back to the Games Gone Soft podcast. We're back again with our Monday night takeaways. Joe, how was your weekend? It was all right. Happy with the Leicester result. Smashed Liverpool. First time in the last seven games. I mean, you didn't you didn't smash them like throughout the game. They probably played better than you overall. I think we had the better chances, but for 90% of the game, we couldn't get out of our own half, which made it look bad. But yeah, I think... If they were full of confidence, we would have been smashed three or four nil. Because mm. no, like they were constantly pressurising, didn't create that many chances, and when they did, like Mo Salah's one on one, he kind of hesitated. Where normally he took that away straight away. On my end, United drawing to West Brom was a bit of a stinker, to be honest. I enjoyed it. Fair West Brom second half had a few big chances. Where they could yeah. have won it. And then obviously again. Maguire at the end. I was going to say, that first, that first goal for them, oh, Lindelof gets beaten in the air. Maguire, isn't Maguire the one playing him onside? Yeah, and then the one complaining about it offside. He does it, every, he does it every fucking game. It, it makes me piss. It's so funny. Uh, well, did you, I, I'm surprised you weren't moaning about the foul, thinking it was a foul on Lindelof. If you're going well, off like this, se- if you're going off this season, the rules probably it should be a foul, but it, like I don't want yeah, it to be a foul realistically. Design. Yeah, you don't want them to be fouls, but I, w- I wouldn't have been surprised if it got given. Like your centre back has to go and attack the ball; he has to be stronger than the striker. Which is why the Maguire one, I was kind of, I'm surprised it got overturned. I don't think it's a penalty, mm. but the ones that have been given this season, it wasn't. He got goal side anyway. Got- wasn't he offside anyway? Yeah, but there's people saying that that didn't matter because no one took because Maguire didn't touch the ball. Apparently, that it would have just been like a off the ball incident. For example, if they crossed it in and someone got fouled, it didn't matter that they're offside. Apparently, fair enough. Um, should we get right into our first t- talking point? Yeah. Right. So obviously, Sheffield United, West Brom, and Fulham are the bottom three at the moment. Do we see any changes to that? I reckon Sheffield United are gone. Got 11 points from 24 games. Just been smashed by West Ham 3-0 tonight. Mm. And I just think, yeah, the 14 points off safety now. They're just ne- never going to... I'd be surprised if they hit 25 points. I think, we said, I think we said literally a month, like a month ago that they were as good as gone now. And yeah, they're, nothing's they're changed. It's awful, isn't it? Yeah. Like, I don't don't know how they did out well they did last season. I think they've missed the fans a lot as well. Yeah, maybe. Um, West Brom, what do you think of them? You think the problem with them is they concede too many. I saw they've conceded 2.29 a game this season. So they haven't scored three goals on average to win a game. Mm. And you thought when Big Sam came in, they'd tighten up at the back, but they haven't. They've conceded, if not more. Realistically, I said it at the time, there was no point in them sacking Bilic because with the talent they've got in that team, they should be where they are. Yeah. But they've, then, got, they've got one of the worst yeah. squads in the league. They're, they're going to be in the relegation zone. Yeah, it is a very poor squad, but maybe they thought, You've got to roll the dice with someone that knows how to stay in the league. 
But I don't think Bilic was doing awfully at the time, was he? I mean, realistically, the season before, West Brom weren't expecting to come up, I don't think, when they... Bilic managed to get them promoted in his first season there. Yeah. And I don't think they had the talent that they thought would get them into the Premier League. And sure enough, they've come up and they don't have the talent to be in the Premier League. I don't even think they improved their squad, really. I think most of their signings were people that were on loan and they just made them permanent. So they didn't actually improve their squad that much. And then they sold, I forgot who it was, but they sold someone who Bilic wanted to keep. I forgot his name. I don't know. Uh, finally, Fulham. This is the one that I was having a chat with Josh last night. He was yeah. saying that Fulham, he reckons Fulham got a good chance of staying up and Newcastle are seven to two odds to go down. Callum Wilson. So he was saying, yeah, he's he was injured now as well. Quite, is he injured? I think he was. He got injured. Yeah. He went off the other day, didn't he? Did he? Yeah, so I think they're still seven points off, which is quite a lot. But I, I was looking how they've been doing recently. They've only lost three games in the last 12 Premier League games, which is pretty good for a team near the bottom. But but the problem is they've only won one of those games. Yeah. So they've drawn eight eight of the last 12 games. At some point, if they need to, if they want to catch up that gap, they're going to have to start trying to push for wins. Yeah, I've just looked. Callum Wilson is expected to be out for the next eight weeks. That is brutal for them. Yeah, it is. That, um, yeah. One of the things I was looking at um, earlier was the teams in the relegation zone. Their top scorer all has five goals. So for Sheffield United, it's McGoldrick. For West Brom, it's um, Mateus Pereira, a, a midfielder. And then for Fulham, it's Bobby Reid, a midfielder. You just Yeah. Your top score, if your scorer's got, if your top goal scorer has five goals, generally you're not you're not staying in the Premier League. There is one exception yeah. to that. And that's Burnley with Chris Wood having four goals, but they're just so solid defensively. Yeah, they're kind of they weren't that solid at the start of the season, but as they picked up form, their defensive records improved. And that's yeah. why they were struggling at the start of the season, because they're never gonna have many goals in them. Yeah. I think to stay up, you always need a player that gets ten plus. Preferably yeah. about twelve or more. Well, I think Callum Wilson, that, you really struggle. Callum Wilson was on ten goals so far. Who's going to take his place in that team? Joe Linton up top. Yeah, Joe Linton. Amaron, Amaron, obviously on the wing. He's been playing well recently. I mean, he's only got four I goals just, though, as well. Yeah, he's not. He never gets amazing stats, but I just think, I think Newcastle will stay up. I think seven points. It's quite a big gap considering how the bottom teams have been performing this year. Yep. And Newcastle, what? They need four or five more wins out of 15 and they'll stay up. I also back the Newcastle squad more than I do like the Fulham squad to get a shit out a few wins. Like, or just get yeah, a few draws where they need yeah. it. Um, yeah, and then I Brighton. Think... Brighton the other team in that, uh, in that relegation battle, really. Um, I think they're are they level on points with Newcastle or Burnley? Uh, they're on twenty six. So Brighton and Burnley are on twenty six. Newcastle on twenty five. Right. I think Brighton will be clear. They they play good football. They just can't finish their chances. They'd yeah, be comfortably mid table if they had a clinical striker. 
I was going to say more pays on seven goals this season. Yeah. Um, I said I said when you were slagging off Graham Potter, like they create a lot of chances. At some point, more pays a decent striker. He'll start he'll start taking his chances, but he's not really done that so far. Maybe they just need to get a new striker in, in the summer. But with the amount of chances bit, they create, yeah. you'd expect them to stay up. They've been in good form, but the reason, obviously, if you look over a short period and see that teams are getting high expected goals, mm. you'll be like, oh, their look will change. They'll start picking up points. But it's been such a long period. Like in 2020, they only won five games at home. Mm. That's been such a long period where they've not really been performing to what their expected goals have been. Yeah. It's more than just being unlucky. I mean, normally you'd expect like variants to swing back in their favour. So like yeah. they're missing their chances, but it's just not happened for them. But yeah, they play good football. They've got some really good players. Like um, who's the centre mid again? Who looks like he should be playing? For a better oh, team. Basuma. Yeah, Eve Basuma, quality player. Um, yeah, he seems to get booked every time I see him play. Though. <laughs> yeah, look, to, be, to be honest, I think he'll be playing for a, a top six team next up next season maybe yeah it wouldn't be a bad sign of someone like United even just as a backup for McTominay yeah well I, I personally think he's better than McTominay but yeah and he sit. I think he sits a lot more McTominay's been playing more of a like gets forward a lot more against West Brom he's second half he's pushing a lot more forward than Fred yeah. doesn't he I think um, Basuma's better at progressing the ball than McTominay is like a like I looked at um, a few of the games I've watched him play, and he's, he seems quite adept to like dribbling past players. Yeah, but uh, he's a decent distributor of the ball, whereas McTominay doesn't really. McTominay's more about sideways passes and anything that's open, he'll take further up the field. But other than that, he's not. He's not getting you up the pitch, massively. Um, our next talking point: we're looking at the managers under pressure in the league. Who do you reckon is the manager most likely to be sacked? First, well, not first. We're not, we're not sad but now. On, but I saw on Twitter the other day that Klopp was eight to eleven to be the next manager to be sacked or leave, and I thought like, oh, that must be wrong. But apparently, he wants some time off. Obviously, with his mum dying recently, and just the stress of the job, I think is getting to him. Mm. And he's always talked about when he leaves Liverpool, he wants a year off before he gets back into management. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, I think he potentially may have a few weeks off during the season. Yeah, I think I think he probably needs it. Um, what I was going to say is, I, I, I even think Liverpool could finish outside the top four this season and they wouldn't sack Klopp purely off what he's done for them. Like obviously winning the Champions League, winning their first Premier League title. I think he deserves yeah. another shot to rebuild the team a bit. And they've been unlucky with injuries, really, haven't they? Like, missing your, arguably your best player in Van Dijk, your other first-choice centre-back, having to reshuffle yeah. the team about. I think, it, yeah, he's never going to get sacked. It's more, I think the bookies saw the stuff about him potentially leaving. Hmm. Which, do you think he may at the end of the year? And if so, who, like, who would replace him? I think Gerrard's the one that everyone's looking at. It probably would replace, but is that another another case like Frank Lampard? Although Gerard's been doing better at Rangers, the Lampard did at Derby. Is it another case of hiring a young manager too soon who's not proved himself just because he's like a a club legend? Yeah, I think 
Liverpool will want Gerrard, but they'd probably want Klopp to stay at least another year to give Gerrard another year of like progressing as a manager because they, yeah, they won't want to go down the Lampard route where it doesn't work out. Personally, I've always seen, I've always thought thought of Klopp as like the next Real Madrid manager at some point. Do you? I saw yeah. stuff about him next Germany manager potentially. That obviously, if he is finding the Liverpool job very stressful, national teams a lot easier because you're not having to manage the team every day of the week. I forgot who it was, but um, there was an inter- international manager saying it's just a, it's basically a part-time job. I think it might have been Gary Neville on a um, on a Sky Sports podcast saying that oh, when he was part of the coaching team there, it's like a part-time job. You're not yeah, you're not working a lot of the time. Yeah, so that he may want to do that for a couple of years. Because like Southgate, all he does is watch Leicester games at the moment. Seems to be <laughs> everyone. <laughs> um, no, I just, I just still think Real. It'll be. I still think Real Madrid will have him in their sights when he leaves Liverpool. Yeah, I think a lot of teams will. The other shout from the Big Six is jo- is Jose at the moment, isn't it? Yeah, they've they've gone from top of the league to now seventeen points off top. And the- when you're playing his his style of football, you're never going to last too long, are you? They've won one game in the last six in all competitions. Have they? Yeah, so yeah. I saw the four losses in the last five, scoring only three goals. I mean, granted, like four of those losses have been to Liverpool, Chelsea, Everton, and City, and they've all been like they've all been really good this year. But Jose was brought in to win them something, and they've just been knocked out of the FA Cup by Everton. And I remember. I remember hearing when Spurs were playing well, they were top of the league, like on goal difference or whatever it was, or by a point or two. Yeah. That, um, they're willing to tolerate Jose's style of play because they're winning and they think they'll win a trophy. But it's a hard sell when you're not when you're not winning. I think the one hope he's got to last I don't know when the Carabao Cup final is. It's normally near the end of the season, isn't it? Or probably in a couple of months. I think he'll get till then because who you're going to bring in that you want to play in a cup final against Man City? If anyone's going to shit out it, it may be Mourinho. Yeah, that's probably what they're waiting for. And then if he gets a trophy, you can't sack him. They haven't had a trophy in so many years. You can't sack the first manager that gets you on. Wherever yeah, they'll, be they sacking him next se- they'll be sacking him next season anyway. Yeah, but then what's that say? We haven't we haven't won a trophy in years. We win one and we sat the manager. It's still stupid though, them get rid of Potch, I think. Because surely his remit when he came into the job was you've got to win a trophy. Mm. Or at least get it closer. And he's done that and potentially if he wins it, he's has he got closer to winning remit. a trophy than Pochettino though? Well, he, he's only had He's only had a year. Pochettino got into a what? Champions League final. Yeah, yeah, about five years there. Yeah, I, I, would have, I would have never sat Poch. He's one of the best managers was... in the world and they've just let him go. But I just don't understand the style of play. Like It was the same when Jose was at United. We've got a poor defence and we're committing so many people to try and keep clean sheets that we're not scoring that many. I guess it's different because yeah. he's got Kane and Son. But when you have those players in attack and you've got players like Undombele behind, um, you've got Lo Celso on the bench, 
Bergwijn's a decent winger. Lucas Moura didn't get as much game time as he used to. I just don't understand why Gareth Bale on the bench as well. I just don't understand why they're not going to like kill teams off by outscoring them. Yeah, but I was actually looking at which sort of teams they're losing to. They're sitting ninth in the league. They've only lost one game against teams below them. So they're doing well against teams below them, but they've only won twice against the top eight. So that's their problem. In those bigger games, they just don't go for it. They're settling for the draw and then a lot of the time end up losing. But you were slagging off Lampard for not winning a game against anyone in the top like 10 at one point in the top half of the table. Why does that not really apply to Jose? To what? Why? What do you mean? When Lampard was at Chelsea, people were slagging him off saying he hasn't... I don't think he'd won a game against anyone in the top yeah. 10 for quite a bit. Why yeah, is that I'm not so, applied yeah, to Jose? Well, one, Lampard spent £250 million. And two, I'm just saying that that's not their problem against the lower sides. It's the games near the top where they are struggling, where I don't think he trusts his defence. Or, to be honest, that's kind of been his style of play for quite a while now. Yeah. To try and hit the one or two nils against the bigger sides. To me, it, but, it just doesn't. It doesn't seem like he has what he used to. Where he, he used to be able to like motivate players and he, like the others versus them mentality. People just don't. It doesn't seem like people like buy into it as much anymore. Well, you see, I think you just see it with a lot of managers now. Like Klopp, he's he used to be really likable, and now he just moans about every decision, and he just doesn't look happy. Same with Pep when he was struggling. That all these top managers that seem to be like really stressful jobs just end up like declining because they just end up blaming everything else rather than like looking at their team and what they can do better. Well, Pep's not declined, he's bounced back and in a big way. No, but I'm saying during that period where he was struggling, they blame fixture congestion, they blame the decisions of the refs. But Jose's period of decline has been a what? It's been. A lot longer than that, like five. Yeah. Longer than five years now. Yeah, I just think. Yeah, I don't know. It's tough for him because you don't I really. Think, he's yeah, he struggled for so long that you're surprised teams still come in for him. Players like playing for Klopp and Pep. Like you always see it at the end of games, like how um, they're like all hugging the manager, how like how friendly and likable they both seem as managers. I don't. I just don't think Jose can like motivate teams as well as, as well as those two. I think just Spurs when they got Jose in, it's just. But even if he won stuff during his period at Spurs, like he's gonna leave the club in a worse position. Yeah. Like it's just a, you get like bad vibe around the whole club. Whereas under Poch, it was all positive. I was shocked that they didn't like when they brought in Poch. She was like a young progressive manager. I was shocked they didn't do the same again. Like uh, Marcel Marcel Rosa has just been announced as a new Dortmund manager for next season. Surprised they didn't get someone like him from uh, Mönchengladbach or attempt to get Nagelsmann last season. Yeah, but I think what they saw was they've kind of done their build over the last five years, and it's kind of coming to the end, and they've kind of panicked and said we're going to go through like one of our best periods we've had as a club and not win anything. Who can we get in to win something before like the squad potentially gets split up? 
and right, they've gone for Jose. Right, they're still in the Europa League, but they're not they're not winning the FA Cup because they've been knocked out. They're not winning the Premier League. If they won the Europa League, yeah, Spurs fans would be happy. But you're telling me if they win the Carabao Cup or wherever it is now, that they're going to be buzzing with that and think it's so worth it's worth bringing Jose in just for that. To be honest, I don't think they care. Like the amount the misery. Of stick they get, the, yeah, but the amount of stick they get from Arsenal fans for not winning a trophy in ages. Well, There's like it'll a just change. It'll just change to get game. a myth. Go on. They have. There's a Twitter account that counts every day they haven't won the trophy. Like, just to end something like that is massive. People it's like Kane, be... it's got a chance of something to... They've won a Carabao Cup. Can they push on next season and win something better? Whereas, yeah, but if they win nothing this year, he's going to be looking about. You can't go through a whole career playing at his standard and not winning trophies. Yeah. I, I don't think Carabao Cup satisfies him. And I personally think, looking back, the Spurs fans wouldn't be satisfied with just winning a Carabao Cup. I think they would have rather got someone to build the club up or rebuild the club again. As you say, they're coming to the end of like, one of their best periods. I think they'd rather Carabao Cup and miss out on top four than just top four. I don't know. I would as a Leicester fan. And I've, we've won the trophy more recently than Spurs. What? You'd rather... You'd rather win the Carabao Cup than be in the Champions League. Yeah, I think so. I don't think what, you would. winning a trophy? Winning a trophy? It's t- but we, say- we'll go in the Champions League. Yeah, it's good. Furthest you'll get is probably like quarters. Mm. And then you're out. You don't win anything. It's about winning something. What's it like United buzzing about getting top four? Well, you got top four last year and you're in, you're in the Europa League anyway. Mm. Whereas you can't take like we could end play six games and then be in the Europa League again anyway. You don't think there's something special Whereas about Champions League games though? Yeah, but tro- a trophy you won't you can't take it away. Yeah, but then I still think like you brought up Arsenal fans giving them stick. Arsenal fans will just change it to why you've won like a Mickey Mouse trophy. Yeah, but it's not as if they'd still get in the Europa League probably anyway. It's not from that, the yeah. end of the world. They would do from winning that. No, but I'm talking about Carabao Cup, but there's still it should be be about top six area. Yeah, we say I this, just think... but, but they've just lost to who they lost to City. Yeah. In that who they play who they playing in the final. Yeah. I'm not saying they'll win it, but I'm saying I think they'd rather win it. Well, well <laughs> if there's any Spurs fans watching, tell us. Yeah, let us know in the think... comments below. Yeah, but because you're a United fan, you're sort of just snob with trophies. Like, oh, I don't want your open league. Fuck off. <laughs> Most clubs would love that. Yeah, no, I do accept that. Um, I was going to bring up one more manager, and actually that, that would bring us into our final talking point. I was going to bring up um, Harson Hootel, but then our next point was going to be Southampton's about Southampton's struggles. They're in a six-game losing streak in the Prem now. What do yeah, you make of it? The- they're just falling apart. I just that it's tough. Like, yeah, they've only won one in their last ten games. But the reason I don't think he'll get sacked is they've been awful this like last ten games. But at this stage of the season, it's still their best season in terms of points in the last five years. Yeah. So they've still progressed. It's just their drop off has been massive. You know what? I gen 
generally don't think they've actually dropped off that much. But other than the Southampton Leicester game, they've had more shots than their opponents, who have been Arsenal Wolves. Arsenal. Oh fuck. Uh, Arsenal Wolves, Aston Villa, and I forgot the other one because I've accidentally wrote, wrote down Southampton as one of their opponents. Um, but like in all those Wolves. games, no Wolves, Southampton. I've said Wolves and Aston Villa, and I forgot who the other one was. But like generally, yeah. they've had more possessions in them possession in them games. They've had more shots than their opponents in those games, apart from United and Leicester. They've created more big. Cha- they created more big chances than Wolves, Aston Villa, and whoever the other opponent was, and they still lost them games. It just feels like they've hit a bit of a rough patch of form where they're not taking their chances. But like we were saying about Brighton, where you expect them to come good again and like variance to swing back in their favour. I just feel like that's yeah, happening. And they'll, they'll find their feet. Yeah, but then six in a row is quite a lot. What I noticed against Leicester is they're such a first half team. Like, first half, they were all over us in terms of pressing. Every time we got the ball, it was just high press. And I thought, if we can get to 60 minutes and not be losing, we should go on to win this because they'll knock her out. Yeah. In the end, we managed to grab Nick one for half-time and then it was quite a relatively easy game because they put all their efforts into the first half. And I looked about the stats for it. First half, they're seventh in the league. They've been winning 10 out of their 23 games at half-time. Whereas second half, they're 14. So you see the drop-off of their high-pressing game. One thing I actually forgot to bring up, which is like the amount of injuries they've got as well at the moment. I can't yeah. remember how many it was, but against United, they were playing this kid who was making his first Premier League start and he goes and gets sent off in like the first minute or two. Oh, yeah. That, a lot of their bench was kids as well, wasn't it? Yeah, like they've been hamstrung by injuries massively. I think they've done well. Uh, Romeo's done well to uh, cover for Hoiberg, who's left. Mm. I was looking it up. He had second most tackles in the league this year, which obviously helps massively with the high pressing game because he's winning the ball back higher up the pitch as well than most teams would. So it's helping with the attack as well. But I, I just feel like once they start getting players back again, like KWP's out at the moment, I forget who else. Um, I'm pretty sure Ings missed a couple of games, did he? Yeah, he's, yeah, he's injured earlier in the season. He's been back a few games now, I think. Is Vestergaard injured at the moment? He didn't play against United, I don't think. They had Ben Rack and yeah, I thought that was. Stevens, maybe. But I yeah, just feel like... Beg- Go on. Yeah, that Ben how he... Was it scored an own goal, got sent off against United, got his red card rescinded, and then scored another own goal next game? <laughs> yeah, unfortunate. I think he's yeah, actually been like that. They've been unlucky, haven't they? I, I think that's, I think just generally they've been more unlucky than they've been like terrible. Yeah. So I, I, I was seeing how many points they're on. They've, they've fallen right down the table, they've taken a tumble. Um, uh, 14th, I think. 13th at the moment. Level on points with Palace and Brighton only three points behind them now. I think they're not miles off where they should be, though. You'd expect them to come 10th to 12th, probably. And because yeah. there's a lot of teams overperforming, like Leicester, West Ham, it means 
for 10th place, they can compete with teams like Arsenal and Spurs. Yeah. So it is a lot tougher to push into the top half this year. Yeah, I personally think as well on Haas and Hootel, I think they'd be a bit stupid to sack him. Like, I yeah, think, I would. I think, sounds a bit harsh on Southampton, but I think he's like too good a manager for Southampton. I don't think they'd be able to get in another manager of his quality. They've got a pretty good track record of getting managers in though. Like, obviously, they found Poch originally. And then they've got they've got good managers who can progress the team and do a lot with not a lot. I mean, but their manager before Harsin, who was also Mark Hughes, and I don't know why they hired him, so... Yeah, he occasionally have a shocker then. Yeah. But I think he's shown that he can turn it around. Like, when they lost 9-0 to Leicester... That you bring up every time we speak about Southampton. Yeah, ours was away from home as well, so slightly <laughs> better. <laughs> but they could have easily sacked him then. Mm. And he showed, he turned it around and he actually had a really good second half of the season. So I think they'll look at that and realise, yeah, they'll give him to the end of the season at least. Oh, no, I, I, personally, I don't think he'll be sacked this season. No, I don't. Well, anyway, I think, I think that's everything. We've covered everything we want to speak about. Do you, do you have any more talking points from the weekend? No, I don't think so. What I did want to say as well, quickly, I just saw, uh, is it Chelsea have just won? Oh, Chelsea are beating no. Newcastle 2 0 at half time. Yeah, they're catching us. Mate. Really, like, if they lost today, we'd be sound. I mean, we but were. I think it's going to be a scrap for fourth place. We were questioning bringing Tuchel in a little bit, despite. Like, I think it's pretty obvious, like, he's a good manager. But um, like, we were just questioning whether they were bringing him just because he was the only guy available. But he seems to have, like, shored them up a bit and. I'm not having it. I just think, yeah, but Chelsea are known for that, playing well for a manager, and then as soon as they uh, dislike him a bit, they'll down tools and then get a new manager. He won't last past the end of next season. But I think he's a different kind of manager. He's more like Klopp in that he's like your mate. I don't. Yeah, but he always falls out with the owners and stuff like that. I just and long-term managers, it doesn't work at Chelsea. It doesn't happen. Yeah, but surely he's not going to fall out with an owner who's willing to spend the amount that Aramovich does normally. Yeah, well, he was at PSG. They spend a fair few quid. Yeah, but if you look at some of their, their signings in more recent years, it's not like they're bringing in the superstars anymore. They were bringing in like Sarabia, Herrera on a yeah, free. I swear their owner really dislikes Tuchel. Yeah. So obviously didn't didn't go well. But can you really see him... What doing the, what Klopp did and stay there for four or five years? No chance. No, mate, never say never. It's not going to happen. He's going to turn Mason <laughs> out into Sudan. Hmm. Southgate will do that. <laughs> Southgate already thinks he is Sudan. Yeah, I was going to say Southgate will treat him like <laughs> Sudan. Right. Anyway, I think that's all we've got time for. Um, if you've not already liked the video, you probably haven't watched this point. I say it every time. Subscribe as well. Follow us on Instagram and Twitter. Uh, if you'd rather listen to the, just the audio, we're up on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. So thanks everyone for listening. Cheers. See you later. <laughs>